What's up, everybody? How you doing? And welcome back to another episode of Living Life Intently. I'm your host, Lee Frazier. And- Jonathan Canary. Oh, fuck. This is going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, we're back with another episode uh, of this podcast, obviously, because you're listening to it right now. Um, what? Don't rush me. <laughs> Don't rush me. I'm going to talk in my own pace. Anyways, uh, before we jump into the podcast, as always, I'm going to mention that we've got the uh, preseason sale for our glamping tents and experience packages on until March 31st. Um, we've got some new overnight and uh, multi-day trips coming up for Marguerite River in the spring and fall. They'll be announced by the end of March. If you're interested in those, uh, we've got new rentals coming online soon. So for canoes, kayaks, um, pack rafts, camping gear, tents, sleep mags, all that sort of stuff will be on the website super soon, ready for the summer. Um, Yeah, we're actually uh, halfway across the Highlands right now, if you're listening to this. And... um, no doubt I'll have my phone on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably so, see Canary. If, if you're following him on Instagram, you'll definitely see him. Yeah, so we're uh, we're halfway across the highlands. and uh, But today, the podcast that you're going to be listening to was recorded in Inganish. We're here at Salty Roses and Periwinkle Cafe um, chatting about how they got set up and uh, what's on the burner for this coming season, I think. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's just get right in there. Okay. Yep. You're listening to Living Life Intently. Um, yeah. We're just jumping right in. Okay. See you next week. Peace. Hey, everybody. Oh, there we go again. No, go ahead. <laughs> Kick it up. So we are in Inganish today. Um, well, we actually did two podcasts in one day, but uh, you're going to hear this a week late. Um, we are at... The Periwinkle Cafe, or is it Salty Roses and the Periwinkle Cafe, right? I got that correct. It's mm-hmm. not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, we're sitting here. Jonathan and I are down for a visit. It is windy as hell, um, but the sun is out. And uh, we're enjoying a nice coffee. Well, thank you for the coffee. Coffee's important. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and uh, we'll jump right in. Uh, I am Caitlin Purcell, co-owner of Salty Roses in the Periwinkle Cafe. I run the craft shop side of things. I'm Sarah Beth Drover, Caitlin's first cousin and also co-owner of the business. And I run the cafe and uh, I run the inn that we own together as well. You do the housekeeping too? Not only sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Only only right now. (laughs) Uh, The struggle is real. The struggle is real. So beautiful up there. Thanks. Yeah, so cool. Thanks. Who did the design work for the bedrooms? Because I just saw new. Is it new pictures that you put yeah. up the other day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks amazing. Thank you. Um, well, I mean, the house has a lot of character, and we just wanted to work with what was here. Uh, so when we kind of secured the location in 2016, I mean, it was horrible inside. Really, just like. Horrible. Like, it had good bones. It well, had good bones, well, yes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the usual tale. <laughs> what, what, was, what was this place before? You guys got it. Uh, it privately owned. So uh, I think for about 20 years, uh, it was owned just uh, by an American who would come down in the summer times. He would rent it sometimes. And uh, before that, Vernus, Vernon Amos, a local painter, owned it. He had a gallery here. So that would have been like in the, the, 90s. In the 90s when we were kids. So some local people would have come for like watercolor lessons and stuff here <laughs> yeah. but uh um then it does have like a, a deeper history like it was um 
a guest house for like people like truckers and stuff that were delivering along the Cabot Trail before the Cabot Trail was what it is today. Mm -hmm. Like a dirt path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was one of the first inns in the area, actually, and it would have been for like traveling Mm -hmm. work people. But the building is funny, too. It's like obviously this part that we're in right now, the more like Victorian style um, was there, obviously the original part. And then there's definitely been like extensions and different renditions and other eras yeah 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 it's hard to really track down the history because when you go into the basement you're like which part was first it's but you can see that there there were different uh decades of additions happening yeah and different structures of financing for each one (laughs) might have been like not enough money for this part that's that's what i'm finding on my house now yeah i'm doing renos on yeah so and you guys start when was it 2016 yeah you say yeah Mm -hmm. wow that would have been around similar around the same year as we started crazy i thought you guys were open way before us uh we had the craft shop uh since 2011 ah okay yeah, down the okay. road yeah by uh, the home hardware so we had a smaller location there that was just craft and was both of you guys running that as well no that was caitlin mm-hmm. there you go yeah there so you go. 2016 we went into business together mm-hmm. we'd been daydreaming for a couple of years yeah we had different plans because Sarah Beth wanted Sarah Beth wanted to do like a little coffee wagon on the side of the craft shop, which would yeah. have been super nice. But and you know the wagon turned into a four thousand square foot in <laughs> yeah. cafe craft shop studio. Yeah. yeah. When you guys opened, did you do it in stages? Like, did you have the accommodations later or all at once? All at once. Wow. No, we, we jumped just, in. Yeah. We, I think there's something to be like when you're a little naive and you're like, yeah, just have some rooms up here. Yeah, cafe, no problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we figured it out as as we as went. went, flying by the seat of your pants. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the renovation; like we stripped the whole interior and um, put it back together. Yeah. Like not like we continued to do work to this very day, but that first initial like to yeah. make it look like, kind of like it does now, we did in ten ten weeks, which like the help of crazy every. Like, you know, our husbands and friends, um, friends, and neighbors, cousins, whoever pulled really off was walking down the road. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got a lot done. And uh, I mean, the first year, yeah, we, it, it didn't look like as amazing as maybe we wanted, but. You got it done. Yeah. And you we got opened. opened. Yeah, yeah. We opened. Yeah. So yeah. that was yeah. the same, same deal with us. Like I remember the first year getting the big tents that we got and uh, they were very, very stripped down. They were right. li- literally four beds and like a box on the, the side <laughs> with like your cookware. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is it. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of just, I remember getting them up and then the next week I had people in them. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's just yeah. get things sorted. Yeah. We actually had people in the rooms and they were like the sweetest couple and there was no door handle. <laughs> there was like downstairs, like there was literally in this like nice sitting room, there was like a drop sheet and like literally couldn't see the floor for tools. And we're like, open it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and I remember worry. like <laughs> at that time I was still like idyllic and stop, thought we would use like all vintage glassware. And I was like setting it all out at like two in the morning and they were like, came down and they're like, we just love it. Like they were the sweetest yeah people and we were just like, thank God you're the first, yeah. like in hindsight, you're like, thank God they were the first guests. Cause yeah, and now like hundreds and hundreds, thousands probably of guests later. Yeah, and who? Where do you guys pull inspiration from from doing the interior design here? 
Uh, well, we knew we wanted it uh, bright so that the artwork could be showcased. And uh, that's still something that we think about. But it was all white in the beginning. And over the f- past few years, we've definitely added some color here and there and kind I think of painted a wall. And There was so much weird crap happening in the building like when before we stripped it back that I think all white was like the only like question in our head like one room was purple one room was pink one room was aqua maroon, one room like was yeah. maroon and you're just like white people are like so what color will this room be we're like white everything everything's white yeah. nothing else just white and we couldn't like make those decisions at the time yeah and, you know so so now we're, we're kind of like dabbling in the color mm-hmm. the yeah. color world which yeah. is super fun and kind of adds some character to the to the place yeah. nice to start with a blank canvas exactly yeah and i like the design is like i think when you go into a space like it's really like was born of like necessity and like what we had to work with at the time like mm-hmm. um we're like pretty resourceful in yeah. finding things whether they, or doing them ourselves or convincing mm-hmm. someone else to do them for us yeah um so you know we definitely spent a lot of time searching for the right items but Sometimes things just like fell into our lap or like so many features that you see that are super cool about the building. For example, like the 1940s wallpaper that's like, or sorry, newspaper that's on the walls in the bathroom. Like obviously that was here and we were just like, we really tried to play on anything cool that (laughs) came out. Yeah. We'd save, save some work doing that. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep it. And definitely (laughs) like the contractors. And at the time you're like, no, don't, you can't cover up the wallpaper. And they're like, what? Like, we're happy because so many people go in the bathroom and they're just like, like, whoa, "Whoa, this is amazing. Is that original? You're like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of crazy. The, um, dealing with a lot of the contractors around here, when you come into a place and you want something that's a little bit different or use the characters that are there, some of the guys are kind of blind to the vision of it because mm-hmm. they're so used to the same things over and over and over and over again, the kind of status quo. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I found that out a little, you know, difficult. We almost made some pretty horrible decisions because I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And then I was like down the road thinking about like, Oh my God, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And I'm like racing yeah. back to my house to tell mm-hmm. them not to. Definitely. Um, and- yeah, sorry. Okay, oh, yeah. we are just, I was just going to say we we're really lucky in that, uh, Caitlin's husband is a heritage carpenter and uh, uh, my husband's kind of the type that I'm like, oh yeah, like live edge shelves. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, that's better than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Let's <laughs> continue on. I didn't think that drawer would be so functional and pretty, but great. Like, so we've been really, we've never actually hired a contractor. So we're pretty spoiled. Oh, yeah. the secret's out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we just force our husbands to do everything. Yeah. They love us. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, the craft side, Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot of artists in there. Yeah. Uh, I think we represent about 30 different artisans, 30 or 40 at this point. Uh, everybody's from Nova Scotia and, um, really highlight on jewelry making. We have a studio here, so we're, uh, teaching lessons sometimes and doing on the spot repairs or resizing. So I think that's kind of like a unique aspect to the shop and, uh, yeah, artwork, prints, cards. Yeah, Caitlin's amazing at curating. I mean, she's been developing these relationships with uh, Nova Scotia artisans for yeah eleven years yeah. now or more. So, you know, it, it feels like it's a really good collection at this mm-hmm. point. But yeah, still always 
things change. Finding more. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like, you know, the dynamic thing about art and craft is like each year you never really know what you're going to get and artists are coming out with new collections and that's yeah. always fun and inspiring for us. And I think that, um, having new things keeps us inspired too. So we, we always get excited about the products that we sell here. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not about quantity, but the quality and uh, the special like little things that you can find. So. And do you, you make your own jewelry, correct? That, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I have uh, my own stuff that I sell here. I have a collection that I make with my good friend, Sarah Burwash as well. Yeah. And so we have that. And then um, my sister's a jeweler, so we sell her work. My mother's a jeweler, we sell her work. Mm. And uh, just a bunch of other Nova Scotian. Have you had any kind of like custom, memorable custom pieces that you love doing? Oh or maybe, maybe <laughs> horror? Maybe horror custom pieces? <laughs> Some from both departments, I would say. But uh, I mean, I, I've made uh, engagement rings for my, my, one for my sister, one for my cousin. And it's always so nice to make ones for people who you know, and you get to see them wearing it all the time and see them love it. And that's definitely the most special. Yeah. Has it been, uh, what's your like process when it comes down to kind of designing new pieces? Like what's your kind of creative process? Do you pull like inspiration from stuff around here or stuff you sell in the shop or? Yeah. Nature sometimes like definitely inspired by nature when it comes to production pieces. If I'm making a custom, uh, a ring for a, a engagement ring or something, I definitely think about the client. That's definitely most important because yeah. I want people to be happy. <laughs> I don't want to be dealing with it again in a year. So, um, just, uh, you know, looking at uh, the type of person that's going to be wearing it, choosing the materials that suit them. So we definitely go through all these things with the, in the design process and try to come up with something that's going to be, make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and you guys are now open in the wintertime, correct? Sometimes. <laughs> oh, sometimes the rooms are definitely open. We're like not uh, fully functional in the cafe and shop, but ca um, shop by appointment. Like we do have everything like all set up to be open yeah. um, at any given time. And we're doing some events um, this winter as well. But yeah, we're not like fully functional in the winter at this point, but definitely the rooms yeah. are ready to go. So you can come and stay. The accommodations are here and uh, we've been doing bagels on Saturdays. So that's, that's been fun and uh, just exciting to see people back in the area in the wintertime. Um, it's been pretty quiet for the last few years and COVID didn't help obviously, but um, I think people are just itching to get outside and move their body and people are stoked about the ski hill. Mm -hmm. so. so in years to come, like it's a real formative year mm -hmm. this year, I think for the yeah. ski hill and stuff. And I think as they kind of get back, put back on the map, um, as like a des winter destination, like, you know, more things. Oh, you got to get bagels out? Check the bags. Oh, it Check smells the bags. crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as Smokey is concerned, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been like, I'm on the other side of the Cabot Trail. So I, mm -hmm. I see what's, um, I see social media and I see people visiting it, but yeah. has there been, uh, an uptick, uh, this year yeah. for people visiting Inganish? I mean, it's always hard to know what the one like factor is like uh, this October, like more and more of the fall is becoming like cuckoo for tourism. I know. Whereas like, I know. You know, so like October was nuts. 
was it because where we've been in COVID? Was it because the ski hill like was open for the gondola and yeah. everybody wanted to go up? Like, I think it was like a real factor. Like there was days, a couple days in October where like the traffic looked like a parade. Like it was going, there was that much traffic. Like, and you're like, <laughs> what's going on here? So, um, I think it will like continue to be a draw for the area and along with all the other stuff. But, um, and then I think it will be the driving force for, um, the, a research in winter tourism in in the area. Is there a lot of other businesses that are like? Does, is this the first winter you guys are open for the accommodations open in the winter time? We kind of dabbled in it mm-hmm. in the past, but it was never anything consistent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this year, I think, uh, yeah, you're seeing people come down every weekend, and yeah, we'll just uh, down grow. I mean, January the been a funny winter you know, it's also we're still in covid <laughs> and and uh yeah the weather is always unpredictable i know i know especially this winter it seems like every weekend is like rain on the weekend mm, it's horrible and uh yeah. and snow on the midweek yeah, yeah. So. and so hopefully march is a really snowy march mm-hmm. i'm hoping yeah we yeah. got a trip on monday and it's like looking um it's looking a little wet mm-hmm. on the second and third days, yeah. but who knows? Hopefully back the mountain's going to be like freezing cold, like yeah. minus 10, snow, not rain. But mm-hmm. Every day that it's minus five, I'm like, perfect, stay. Yeah. Stay like this. Do not go up to plus seven, <laughs> eight, ten. No. Yeah, I've seen a, there's been like in the last two years, uh, been a big uptick in, in uh, interest, like I'm, on my side, my perspective, just on like winter activities. Yeah. So people wanting to rent gear, do any backcountry stuff. Last winter because we had such a snowy cold winter i met dozens of people doing uh touring like backcountry skiing so to be cars up on like north mountain when it was open um at the shelter there kind of like the safety shelter there would probably be like three or four cars in there and a bunch of people backcountry skiing yeah when we did the trip from meat cove to pleasant bay when we got out of paulette's cove uh there was ski tracks all over the place when we kind of come when you come out of paulette's cove use the trail to come out and then we took it's kind of like part of the the original seawall trail route and you kind of come up off the hill when you're leaving Paul's Cove and instead of following the trail out, you just go up the mountain and there's all these um, kind of like spine, splines or spines, whatever yeah. on your way out. And uh, as soon as come we come out in Red River. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as we got over there, but you can have access from North mountain. So when we got over there, it was just like ski tracks everywhere. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, there is people doing it. You don't hear about it much. Mm-hmm. Um, and the park, I talked to some people with the park here, uh, before the winter and they were saying how they were possibly hoping to open up the visitor center here. I don't know if they did they this are year. Open, yeah. They? Yeah. 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 You can do uh snowshoe rentals mm-hmm. and they have been grooming the Clyburn trail. Yeah. Really? So doing a, yeah. a, a pilot like, program. Uh-huh program to oh yeah yeah which i don't know if it would be the one that i would groom because it's already so well visited that it's like packed down every single day and you know marion falls or warren's lake even like you really Mm -hmm. have to break trail if you want to go in there but i'm happy to hear they're just they're doing it anyway yeah because it was a big push to do it (laughs) yeah Um, Mm -hmm. the first time i ever snowshoed i did on a dcba shoot and (laughs) and we did the clyburn trail Mm -hmm. and uh clyburn valley There was like there were points where even with the snowshoes on, we were like up to our waist (laughs) in snow. That was the hardest day I've ever had. Like carrying (laughs) a camera on my back. Man, (laughs) yeah, it was beautiful though. Worse than Franny. Worse than Franny. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. 
So I'm glad to hear that they're grooming that. Yeah. Is, is it groomed just for snowshoeing or is it groomed for like with the ski tracks I and stuff? I think they're too? doing the ski tra- No, I don't think no. there's tracks, oh, okay. but you could use like backcountry skis. Too. Oh man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought they were going to do, but I never really, like I haven't been, like I said, I haven't been up this way pretty much all winter. I think the only other time was when we did Bryson, uh, we're at the hostel for doing the podcast there and then I went straight home afterwards. So, and that was right before North Highland Nordics opened. Okay. Um, so, and I've been trying to get my hands on some backcountry skis and every time I get to Halifax or go through Truro, the spot in Truro is always closed. Yeah. So you cannot find any. They are like sold out. Even uh, Twanala, like he usually gets in a shipment every year and he couldn't get any. Yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. I, I was getting, I, I through last fall, I set up accounts with like MSR and a couple different companies because we're going to start a rental program and purchasing program and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. which we're kind of bringing back this year. But I even tried, by the time I got these accounts set up, it was past the dates to do all the pre-booking and uh, like tents, snowshoes, um, stoves, fuel, all of it. Wow. Like I can't get access to any of it. Like I've got some coming in, but like the, the to get it, to guarantee you're going to get it, mm-hmm. um, I'll have to put an order in next month for next spring. For next. Wow. That's how far ahead people mm-hmm. are booking. Because I I've talked to a couple other people. Um, my aunt who has the outdoor store in Bedeck, and she's like, "Yeah, we're booking for next winter, next spring, right now." Wow, <laughs> just guarantee product. Yeah, well, I mean that's great to know because, like you know, it just I think and and COVID has it was happening before before COVID and COVID has just kind of like expedited the process yeah. but like you know the return to like kind of like a more like ecotourism and people just wanting to do adventure yeah. tourism and everything like that. i know it's so much stuff here to do you got mm-hmm. something you look like you want to say something yeah no i mean you talked about <laughs> how you had some events uh how did the bite house events go oh we love them mm-hmm. that's all i want to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah brian, brian is a really uh, wonderful person to collaborate with he makes everything so easy and he's mm-hmm. organized and Customers are happy. Mm. Food is good. Good time. Yeah, the food's amazing. Um, You know, people are just so darn happy to get to have the (laughs) experience (laughs) that they're just like elated. I've been waiting for five years to go to the Bite House. And you're like, yes. I know. I'm like, how did I get to be the one in control (laughs) of this? (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. We've done like, I don't know, like eight or Mm-hmm. So now we've got a bunch lined up for this season. So, um, yeah, it's super exciting. Kind of like we're just like, you know, Brian is just amazing and so good at what he does. You know, he's a, a genius in the kitchen and also just like so humble. So it's just like <laughs> yeah, amazing. And then like we get to focus on like what we also yeah. like to do, you know, creating yeah. that experiences, you know, the service and the, yeah, the mm-hmm. aesthetic and all of yeah. those things, which is, which nice. is really nice. And yeah. now we're really well set up for it. So. Are you doing one? Is it one every month? Yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one coming up next weekend. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And when do you announce them? Do you, do you give like, is it like every month, a month ahead of time or kind of just throw all the dates up in one date and see how they book? Yeah, we did three. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. Brian would do a whole year at once. I don't even know how he could, yeah manage that we did three months so uh, Mm -hmm. three events yeah and uh, last year we did four or five for the summer (laughs) and i was like it took me like a good 14 hours to get like back to everyone and uh this one was a little more chill because it's like winter time so like not everyone can come you know yeah but uh 
Yeah, it's really obviously it's super gratifying to have people like want to come and like have that experience and then to be able to like offer the experience with Brian's food. It's just I think it like works well for for both of us. Mm-hmm. So and there's even people coming from like New Brunswick yeah. for the winter dinner. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's they stay in here? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah we have uh I've one booked with Brian officially this year i think or maybe two i can't remember i think it's at least one it's for our like season opener when like everything that is, that we do is becomes available mm-hmm. um which is just it's canada day like july 1st mm-hmm. is usually the date and so uh yeah we're doing the barbecue again this year mm-hmm. uh which was yeah a blast i think he's streamlined that a little bit so um, he's not at my place at like 5 a.m. smoking for like 15 <laughs> hours. <laughs> but yeah, those are always fun because we did them uh, two years ago and then we did a couple last year. And yeah, it's you great. You guys had crab legs one year, did you? Yeah. So my friend uh, was has a place and he's one of the buyers uh, in Chetty Camp. So he's got a wharf that he runs and uh, I texted him and he showed up with literally a fish, like the square fish tubs on the back of his truck, mm-hmm. like full of crab. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And we did, so he did the crab and Brian did the, I think we had brisket that time. That was the first one we did. Um, and then after that we, he did like a tuna, was it? Was that the one? Was it seared tuna? Yeah. It was a tuna steak. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. And beef, the beef ribs one, we did beef ribs. I bought, I got from, uh, Ben LeBlanc and Marguerite and we ordered, I think we had like eight racks of beef ribs and I called the butcher before he he cut them up. And I said, listen, I want to keep as much meat and fat on everything as possible. He goes, okay, I'll leave as as much on. So he gives them to us and they were probably, I don't know, five or six inches thick of bone and meat and fat and everything. And, and, uh, we pulled them off it when you, poked it it would just kind of like slide oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah i was eating that the next morning like before people checked in i was in the barn picking it off the table that we were cutting (laughs) everything up off but yeah it's doing events with him it's so streamlined too Mm because um because we do it we have like uh garrett mason book this year for canada day so we got garrett and uh usually we do a garrett mason show in august um but he was doing a tour in june so they're like okay we'll come down for two dates so yeah that's gonna be fun so we just take care of i just sell it brian Mm -hmm. comes in cooks it garrett plays the music and then that's it so yeah you sell tickets we it's more of like a a spot sale yeah like just show, show up and see if it happens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no it's like it, we like open reservations i guess and okay. then so we open reservations for like the certain dates uh like we ask we're still trying to figure out what the best way to do it is but we ask for like your preference of dates in like order of preference and then we uh try to cool. map it out and fit as many like in the summer it's great because we are half outside yeah so. yeah um so yeah we're actually up to we won't do 40 we won't go right up to 40 in the winter time, but, uh, in the, in the summer months, we'll do like 40 heads, which is, you know, we can fit lots of, give lots of people that experience. That's yeah, nice. a lot of, a lot of coordinating my email. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just put the booking online. It's like first come first serve fight over it. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. There might be like an online platform thing that would Eventbrite. be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Eventbrite. Yeah, free. Just do it for free. And then people have to e-transfer you after that. And you don't have to pay for the service. Oh, interesting. Aww. Yeah, people like to pay when they're here. But yeah, with Brian, you know, it's just super easy. So, yeah. I think he like personally like emailed back like the 5,000 people that like wrote in. 
it must be crazy the, on his end. Yeah. Like, like I just like, I like asked him one time. He's like, oh yeah, I just, then, you know, for three days I just write emails and I'm just like, wow. Like when he used to book up for the entire year in one minute wow. and then have to go through and. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like how? Yeah. Why, how like. Because oh. we're booking four dates. That would be like his one week. Yeah. That would be one week. Of <laughs> crazy. Season. Yeah. But it definitely does take a little like time to like figure out like the first event we were just like oh yeah fine they have 40 people and then we're like oh we should have given them separate seating times <laughs> like 20 at 6 20 at 6 30 because like oh it's a lot to seat 40 people like at six. once yeah. and then i'm like oh, okay six. like why in my head in like my like 15 or 20 years of restaurant brain i never was like oh yeah i would never take like 20, table 20, 40. a table of 40, like a group of 40 at like, or like, you know, have a reservation slot for 40 people. Like you'd be like 15 and then another 15 easily solved by yeah. just figuring it into. out. It's like when you're working in a restaurant and they say the, the hostess says, yeah, I just sat a table of 10 for you. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why, uh, why did you guys decide to join forces? I mean, I should have asked this before, but um, what was the, why did you decide to join forces and start the Peer Wrinkle and Salty Roses together as this and buy this building? Like what was mm-hmm. the inspiration for doing it? Because you guys, you guys both grow up here or you had relationships here? Yeah. Yeah. So we both summered here. Our, our uh, moms are sisters and they have a big family house here. So they would have always summered here back in the day. And uh, Sarah Beth and I would both pack up like on grading day and come down and for the uh, summer? and come down for the whole summer. Yeah. So uh, we both have fond memories. Of the come area. down from where? We're just, Sydney Mines. Yeah. I'm from <laughs> South, South Bar. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like my family, the Cody's, they had, uh, there's like 30 nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And that was like, used to, not for the whole summer, but would come down for like yeah. events and they all, are moving, trying to move back. Yeah. So most, most of them are trying to move to Marguerite. Well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice place to, to live. And so I, we were both living uh, away for a bunch of years and I was in Halifax when I decided I wanted to uh, get out of the city and I found the little craft shop down the road. I moved down and I would uh, just spend six months of the year here and uh, so I did that for five years. And uh, yeah, we had mentioned Sarah Beth and I were kind of talking about collaborating in some way. And then this building came up and it was just kind of like, I guess we didn't really fully understand what kind of commitment it was making. It would be making for for us. But uh, you just saw the end result in yeah. your mind. We really had a once uh, I think like we, we even went through like a couple of renditions of like where Caitlin, the, the other location was. um like owned by the Island Inns, which like I think Caitlin knew was going to be like put up for sale. So she was uh, feeling like a little bit uncomfortable there. And so the original rendition was like, you know, having like a coffee trailer next to that shop. And we'd like do that for mm-hmm. like a couple months a year. And then we had like a little dream about like another place that like we knew was going up for yeah. a sale. And then when this one came up just for some reason, like, I don't know that we were ever like, so we're doing this. We were just like, how are we going to get our hands on it? How are we going to like, you know, and then it was just like, before you knew it, I had like sourced like 40 chairs off of Kijiji <laughs> and they were like in my house and I was like, well, 
opening a restaurant. Oh, opening a restaurant. <laughs> it's a hu- it was a huge property, um, and it was a really good price also. So yeah. um, a dear family friend of ours was kind of like, yep, I'm doing this. Like, I'm going to buy it. You're going to run the inn. And, uh, I mean, he definitely, like, just believed in the idea yeah. from day one and uh, bought it. <laughs> yeah, it was so, kind of crazy. So it may be, you know, it wasn't actually Sarah and I, like, forking out the cash in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it kind of made it easier because mm-hmm. there was somebody else, like, you know, on our team who was just like wanted to see it happen and saw the potential in the property and they're as from well. They from here as well. Yeah, it's actually my father-in-law. So they would, yeah. It's, a, it, it's similar. It's kind of like similar to Marguerite where um, the people that are from there can see the potential, what's needed in the area. Um, and at that point, when you guys bought it, it was similar to Marguerite. Like no, that was around the same time I would have bought my house mm-hmm. and everything was for sale. Yeah. It, like literally every second mm-hmm. house from Marguerite mm-hmm. to Shady Camp was for sale. And, and now there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing for sale. <laughs> there's nothing. Or... If it is for sale, mm-hmm. it's uh, been bought and tr- somebody trying to flip it. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Uh, or it's now uh, vacation rentals. So, mm-hmm. which is why there's a housing crisis. Yeah. Same. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, where do you guys, uh, your staff, are they local? <laughs> or. You want to start with us or do you want to start with staff? <laughs> where do you house them? It's definitely been a huge, huge. Uh, issue for us. Like the biggest hurdle I think through this whole project is finding staff, finding staff uh, places to live. So, um, you know, we've had people in trailers, we've had people in trailers with no water. We've had people, you know, it's just been like everything you can imagine right now. Uh, we, uh, we have a bit of a trailer park, which is helpful. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trailer park. And yeah. Also, um, like the property owners that we're speaking of have started a, a business and they have um, a building, built a nice building back there where staff can yeah. live right now. So we do have a couple staff in there. Yeah, but- that solved a huge problem. So there's a four person kind of like a staff accommodation right out back. So um, and that's nice and new. And so we have that to offer people. So, yeah, but definitely a problem. It's, it's been a it's been headache, a, a real slog. Um, that's probably been one of our housing has been like for staff and just to attract the staff here has been um like you know one of our biggest challenges as a small business especially where it's seasonal yeah you know you're doing it every year yeah all over again so it's it's definitely uh but you know this year we didn't have any staff leave yeah no shit they all stayed yeah they all live in locally too are they yeah yeah Yeah. people have uh their own their own houses or trailers or live with their parents or whatever. They have their own thing going on. We don't have to worry about it. Awesome. Take care of themselves. Great. That's been a big issue in Margaret. I guys live in, Alec lived in a tent all summer behind the barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cooked over fire. and I've lived in a tent. In yeah. This last I have lived time. in a tent as we well. I've lived in tents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and oh. then uh, he had a mattress. Oh, yeah, he had yeah, his own yeah, mattress. It makes Snowball. a big difference yeah, when you mattress. have a mattress. You're yeah. still living in a tent. It was com- <laughs> it's comfy. Yeah, my and tent was on a on a deck, and there was a mattress. So I forgot was- about your tent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, the whole yeah. summer. <laughs> but it, it has been. I know Cabot brought um, Cabot bought the Margie Lodge review in. That's all for staff. Oh, okay, well, oh, really? so that's the one right in the Forks, Marguerite, when you're Route 19. Mm-hmm. And Jack's, uh, yeah, so that's closed in the fall, and those guys there built fixing that up. I think they started work there. So that's now owned by Cabot. 
Oh. Yeah. So no more motel. So now we got to find out. Marguerite is like um, now missing a restaurant or a pub or right. something. We don't have one. So. At all in Marguerite? Nope. We have the the fire hall. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of like, you know, pool You think it would just be so popular if there was a restaurant in Marguerite? Yeah. Hey, listen. Where's I know a couple Red people. Pub? Red Shoes and Mabu. Mabu, sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got. Uh, and Shetakamp has like a hundred restaurants. No, oh, look well, at Shetakamp. Shetakamp's yeah. like blowing it's up. It's got like three. <laughs> that is like a hundred. Do you every, know how many people live there in the winter? Right? Three thousand. I know. Every time I go to Shetakamp, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Booming metropolis. Huge. Yeah. A health food store and a f- co-op with food in it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to check out the uh, the co-op. There's a lot of drama on the Facebook. So if anybody's listening and you, you want to go to the uh, Shady Camp um, bulletin board, Ooh. there's some nice drama every once in a while. Mm, it gets like deleted it. when it becomes a rant and there's a lot of like back and forth. Well, the admins delete it. So you got to be quick on it. But It's if you want riveting. Some, you want, <laughs> you want some get entertainment. Read on that. <laughs> um, are we ready to do the this or that? Are we ready for rapid fire, fire, fire? <laughs> 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 was that was our audience. Oh wow! Yeah, they're hyped. Mm-hmm. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Right. What now. kind of tea? I'm pregnant. She's pregnant. She's all her yeah. tastes are off. Yeah. Are you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We specialize exciting. in his. Congrats. Small do you have small business? <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Over easy. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> poached yeah poached i do love a boiled egg too soft boiled cake or pie Ooh, pie what kind Pumpkin. i'll say pie lemon meringue oh that's mm. a good one too fair uh favorite children's activity not slitting. <laughs> not slitting. Isn't there a story there? Favorite children. I it's love, just really physical. It, it's hard on the body. <laughs> they get heavy. Swimming. Swimming, definitely. Swimming, yeah. Hands down. Swimming. Reading. Um, I love reading to my kids. Reading is so nice. Yeah. So you get a little older. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoky or Highlands Nordic? Oh, do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the day. Yeah, it really depends. It's like, what a blessing to have both. That's Mm -hmm. all I have to say. Have you gone to Smokey yet since they opened? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are all the runs open? I haven't been there yet. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they have been. Uh, You're not not supposed to go under the gondola because they don't have proper wrapping on the... Oh, yes, yes. But people still do. You're not supposed to what? Go under like the run that's underneath the gondola. Yeah, because there's foam. They they wrap around them. Yeah, and they don't have the foam yet. They just have frozen hay bales. Oh, that's even better, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Around the posts? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Just like an ice wall. No, no soft landing, just an ice wall. (laughs) No, thanks. Darwin, though, right? Yeah. Uh, Super salad. (laughs) (laughs) Salad. I mean, I wanted to say salad, too. <laughs> what kind of salad? <sighs> oh, we just really love salad. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I like Caesar salad. Yeah, do you serve a Caesar salad? No, here? no. Is it homemade dressing Caesar salad? Oh, of course. Uh, Never yeah. a store-bought dressing. Ancho- I mean, I'm going to tell Ever. you, my sister makes it, and she uses, like, this anchovy yeah, homemade. It's mm-hmm. the bomb. It's Ancho- so good. I was going to say anchovy paste or no anchovy paste. You know paste. what? I like it. 
I just love salad with all the things in it. Like yeah, like a super salad. Super salad. Mm-hmm. Raisins. Big fan of kippers. I don't kippers. know what that is. Like a little fishy. Like those little fish that oh. come in the can yeah. that yeah. you peel back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Sarah Best Family's always eating those things. Oh yeah. My husband and my child, not me. <laughs> <laughs> my little guy says, I'm, I'm very adventurous with food. I'm like, yeah, you will eat anything. <laughs> uh, fiddles or bagpipes? Fiddles. Fiddles all the way. Right? Yeah. God. Uh, oh God, I can't even believe you would ask me that. My sensitive ears. <laughs> and waves or waterfalls? Waves. Yeah, waves. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're a beach over river then? Definitely. Definitely. Come on. I love the lake. The lake has a really big purpose for me yeah. in, when I live in a tent. I get, <laughs> get to get clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's but a just, necessity. <laughs> it's just the ocean, you know? Yeah. 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 It makes you feel good, yeah. you know? And we've got amazing beaches on this side, so. Yeah, yeah that's the one thing that um, that I think, maybe not nowadays, but when we were growing up, it was kind of overlooked the beaches. On the island. Well, I mean, mm. not over here because everybody knew about Inganish Beach. Yeah. We were a little jealous. one, though, over you know? here. Like, people are like, oh, we're going to the beach. And I'm like, which one? And they're like, Inganish. I'm like, there's like seven in the area. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all better than that one at, at this given time. Yeah. Yeah. What the park one is what everybody probably goes to, isn't it? There's yeah. no sand there now. There's no, yeah. Uh, in, of late. Like, yeah. I mean, it's always goes through cycles. But yeah, there's no sand there. But like, two North, years, no sand. Yeah. North yeah. Bay Beach. Like, any of the little independent, like, not independent, like, you know. Not Public beaches, yeah. Park beaches are yeah. all yeah. amazing. They're great, yeah. The, uh, South Harbor Beach. South Harbor oh Beach. Heaven. That's where we try to send people, like, good people. On the track. Uh, <laughs> where should la- we go? Last year, there were people complaining on uh, on one of the hiking groups. I can't believe the park took the sand out. Oh, my yeah. gosh. People think crazy whoa, things. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? Or they'll they be like, why don't they because- send down backhoes and get rid of the rocks? And you're like, there's literally like a billion rocks. Yeah, they like- thought because of COVID, they didn't want anybody on the beach. <laughs> oh, so yeah. they removed the sand. Oh. I can't believe that's real life. Yeah, that's real life. Real life. Real joke. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we had, uh, I got to the beach like three times this year. And one of the times we did, uh, I had a retreat in, um, meditation, yoga retreat. And, uh, we threw, uh, threw a little mini, uh, beach rave. Him and I like, lugged all the gear down. Where? And like DJ'd. Margaret Harbor Beach, wow. like a pop up. And That's we were, nice. we took, I think there was, there was like 20 people with the retreat, 20, 25 people. And then uh, I told a bunch of people at the campground because we have full campground. I was like, go to the beach, Margaret Harbor Beach at this time. And it was like a sunset DJ set. And we finished around nine o'clock and then ended up becoming two families never had birthday parties down on the other end of the beach. And it was like this dance party with fires going on. Oh, that was amazing. Their, kid, their kids were up. Up dancing. Oh, my kids would love that. I had a like spin fire. Oh, do you spin fire? Yeah, so I, I took like that'd be the most popular uncle. It's been a long time since I've done it, but we I lit those up and the kids were like fly watching <laughs> me do it. My sibling also does it and quite well. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, they asked to do a like a fire twirling here, and my kids. We didn't just, know how it was going to go. We we're kind of like. Ooh. And you could try it. And they're like, like, can you come back do it tomorrow night? Like every night? The kids were still were just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. She, it was fun. It was super fun. Next time we're traveling up here in the summer, I'll bring them up. Yeah. Bye. Do, mm-hmm. it. Yeah. do it. Do it. People sure. were like just driving by and turning around and driving back. Yeah. 
There What's you go. Carrie will be a permanent fixture in the front lawn. Just feed him coffee <laughs> and bagels. <laughs> Give me a place to hang my hammock. Sure. So. Yeah, he's resident. the he's the resident hammock hammock swinger at my place. Takes over the cookhouse. I'm looking at this giant aloe plant. Oh, it's thriving. I mean, like, there's a lot of <laughs> aesthetics to this place that I, I mean, you can't look in a direction and not be like attracted to something. But that aloe plant is mental. I don't even remember when it got so big. Is the one right below the salty roses? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it the looks just. I actually had like a mangled aloe that was like in a jar. Did they all come from that one? Not no. that one, but those weird ones? No, no, I like had bought a bunch on Kijiji like literally 10 years <laughs> oh, ago. No. It was like a pro, it's been a project. Anyway, last spring I repotted everything. Oh, yeah. And that one is just. Just took off. Yeah, it's yeah. going crazy. Well, you guys are so talented. Well, I've repotted it. Tell me more. <laughs> so, uh, how do people get a hold of you? How do people find you? How do Email. people get into touch with yeah. the things that are happening? Oh yeah. Pe- well, we're on a we're on Instagram. Caitlin's very good Facebook. at managing the Instagram. And uh, for bookings or uh, questions in regard to cafe or um, the rooms, you contact me at. Cafe.cb at gmail.com. And yeah, anything jewelry or shop related, you can contact Caitlin on Instagram or saltyroses at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Lee's at Live Life Intense. I'm at Sounds Fire on Instagram. And I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks for, for coffee. Us. No problem. Yeah. Anytime. Lessons the guilt of turning an espresso machine on for the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See All ya. right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.